0: I am so pumped up that you guys decided to join us for worship today. Uh, if you are a guest, man, we're pumped. If you are a four-pointer, we're excited as well. And let me tell you why we're excited. We've had two great services, but we've had eight people move from death to life, and we've seen eight people get saved so far. And I think uh, I think we're just getting started because I think um, God's going to move in this house right now. So, uh... When y'all think about paradise, when y'all think about paradise, what comes to your mind? And in just a second, I'm going to ask you to answer it. So I'm going to count to three, and I do need y'all, especially since I'm holding the mic now, I do need y'all to be a little bit Pentecostal and to answer me back. What comes to your mind when you think about paradise? Y'all ready? Y'all ready? One, two, three. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Signs would be big. That's what I heard. So something along that line. So I brought some stuff for us to have some fun with today. Awesome stuff that reminds me or you of paradise, but this is my first thing. Who knows what these are? Yeah. What what are these? Snowboarding goggles, you see? No, these are ski goggles. Yours are snowboarding goggles, right? I'm trying to put them on, but now I'm having to be Pentecostal, so it's it's a little harder. But I do want to put them on to let y'all know. Y'all know, y'all know right? Y'all ready? It's turned now, cause cause. As soon as these come on, when you're outside the mountain, y'all know it's go time. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Who, who likes to ski or snowboard? Who likes yeah. it? Thank you. Thank you. That's what I'm looking for. All right? So part of my paradise, because I was blessed as a, as a child and then as a young adult, and then last year, uh, my dad took me to the Rockies. And so I don't consider Sugar Mountain paradise. Sugar Mountain is ice That's part of paradise, but that's just the ice part. That's not a good part of paradise, right? And neither is West Virginia. We got to go to the Rockies, and then it's awesome, and then you don't have to wait in lines, and it's amazing. But now paradise doesn't stop there. I need y'all to understand this. My paradise is fun because it's not just the beach, even though that is pretty awesome. I would like to go right there. But my paradise also includes, also includes, some of y'all are going to like this. I got to find it because I've been moving stuff around in my paradise box. Oh, I can't forget that one. Look, little Augusta National, right? And I'm not talking about just watching the Masters, which is awesome. I'm talking about I'm playing it. After I get down off the ski slope, plop, plop, I'm popping my skis off. And I'm dropping it, and we're hitting them because that's part of my paradise. And, yes, those two things are together. Yes, when I get off, it's right there, and it's warm. But Augusta's only 72, and the mountain is about 30. And then when I get off Augusta and I'm done playing those 18 holes, because it never gets dark, does it? I'm going straight to the beach, huh? I'm going straight to the ocean and we're going scuba diving. Because I love to scuba dive. If y'all hadn't been, it's one of the craziest feelings you'll ever have because you feel weightless. This guy feels weightless, so y'all know y'all can feel weightless. And it's amazing, right? I mean, it's unbelievable to see all God's creation and to be fifty feet underwater. It's it's unbelievable. I love it. And it has to be in Maui. I'm just being honest with y'all because I've been there one time and I would go there a lot of times. So any of y'all wanna pay for it, I'm in. Anytime, I'll go with y'all. I don't have to talk to y'all if I'm there, but we can go together, because it is amazing, and the beach is nice, and the tropical air is nice, and that's paradise. But all of those are paradise to me. But for some of y'all, it's a little bit different. It's a little bit different. Y'all wanna be laid out on the beach, right? Laid out on the beach, I brought this, because I think it'll help some of y'all. All All right, this is, y'all got a little drink, and you, and you, I know some of y'all. Y'all got a little drink. (laughs) Y'all got a little drink, right? It's virgin. Yeah, I bet it is. That's why y'all are getting turned. Uh, but, but, right, and we're just hanging out. We're having a good time. And, and with, our, with our virgin drinks, right? Yeah, y'all know. Y'all are in church now, so y'all just go ahead and tell the truth. Y'all getting tore up. All right, so so then we got our sunglasses on. We're chilling out. We have, this is, these are Liz. And we're having a big time. We got our beach towel, right? But this is for some of y'all. This is probably especially the moms in here. Is this right? Uh, is it upside down? Mamas are dying to get some sleep. Somebody needs to say amen. Huh? Because if you've got one like mine, oh, because I don't, I mean, sleep is all right, but oh my goodness. Like paradise really is when grandma takes them home for the weekend. Man, right, I knew that was coming because for real, I love my kids. So anyway, but like y'all would kill for some sleep. So that's paradise, right? And so in our minds, we have these these things that go through our head. Man, if I could just have this. Like if life was really just like this all the time, wouldn't it be awesome? Wouldn't it be awesome? Like for some of y'all, it's just the beach. It's just the beach. And so the only thing that comes to your mind is that smell. I don't know what that paper is, but it's just the smell of sunscreen, right? That paper's not... Paradise. But it's just the smell of sunscreen. And it smells so good, doesn't it? When that banana boat stuff and when it comes out and you're like, Yes, we're at the beach. It's that ocean breeze and that sunscreen smell. It's awesome. And what goes through our minds, what goes through our minds so many times, so many times is, is if I could just, if I could just be there all the time. If I could just have that life all the time because life isn't paradise all the time. It's miserable. I want that all the time. I got good news and I got bad news. Good news. For some of you guys, paradise will be what you have all the time sometime. The bad news is if you reject the message of the gospel, you better enjoy the paradise here because that's the closest thing you'll ever get to heaven. And guys, I'm going to be honest with you. Y'all can clap. That's good news. It's good news that, that we get paradise someday, and this is the real good news. The closest thing that you, Christ follower, ever experienced to hell is right now on this earth. And so just because life doesn't always seem like paradise and doesn't always smell like sunscreen and isn't always roses, isn't always ski goggles and golf clubs, isn't always what we want, it doesn't mean that we should lose heart or give up hope. On the contrary, we should have great hope. And here's why, here's the true picture of paradise. Here's why we should have true hope that really looks like paradise doesn't it? that really looks like paradise a man tortured beyond recognition to death really looks like the picture of paradise doesn't it? and actually it's not at all there's nothing about that picture unless you're a sick person that you think of anything about paradise what you think is a gruesome death So I just want to tell you a little bit about what that death was like just real quickly. Jesus was sentenced to die because the religious leaders hated him and people like you and I watched him heal people but them claimed to be God and that was punishable by death in the day. But they didn't just kill him because execution on the cross typically meant that they wrapped your arms in ropes and they separated your shoulders And they wrapped your legs in ropes. And they bent them a little bit to let you push up to get your air. Because if y'all ever remember hanging on the monkey bars as a kid? After a while you start blacking out. You're like, okay, it's probably time to let go of the monkey bars, right? Because you can't breathe. Because you can't get your full oxygen because you're hanging. Well, that's what the cross was so bad about. It was suffocation. It was terrible. And that's typically why people suffered. Jesus suffered that way. But also the fact that he had been whipped and tormented, and had nails through his hands. But before he got to the cross, they put him against what was called a whipping post, which meant they bent him over like this, and he held on to a post. And he got what the Bible describes as the cat of nine tails, 39 lashes. Now here's what's significant about that, is 40 lashes was the death sentence, which was one of the ways they killed you back then. But to be miserably miserably torturous they said no we won't kill you we won't give you that death we're just gonna torture you with 39 lashes and keep you alive honestly if anyone in this room I don't care how good a shape you were in would get 39 lashes with that and then try to walk we would all die because of the blood that we would run out but obviously that was not the plan obviously he had to take the cross and the nails, and the shame. But just imagine this, the whip was so bad because that kite of nine tails was maybe 10 feet long. And when it went out, it made, a, it made that clapping sound where it hit skin. And it was awful, but that was the good part. When it hits, it's the good part. The bad part is when they ripped it back because it would actually stick to the skin. And then it would rip flesh and meat from the body. That's why the Bible describes his back and his side as ribbon because it literally, his flesh fell. So this is what I'm telling you about this picture. It is is gruesome, but it is not bad enough. That is way too clean. That is way too good compared to what he really took for us. And it's mind-boggling to consider that and to look at that and then to think about paradise. 39 lashes. Punched in the face, spit on, beard pulled. Only to walk a road about a mile and have to have another man grab his cross for him and carry it up a hill called Golgotha. And as he got there, they had two other thieves that were there with him. And they were to be killed as well because they were guilty of sin. So they should have died. But what about this Jesus that's being tortured like they weren't? like the guilty prisoners that had been in jail and should have died. What about this guy? Imagine for one second being there with him, being in the crowd, what it must have looked like, what the day must have been like. Then imagine, then imagine being one of those thieves, whether you were on the left or the right, whichever one it is. Imagine being one of those guys that you're looking, and you know what you've done wrong, but you look back and you say, look how they're treating this guy look how they're treating this guy and if you have your Bibles I want you to turn to Luke chapter 23 Luke chapter 23 if you don't it's right here on the screen and we're gonna start in verse 32 and I just want to walk through the story and there's something specific that I want to talk to you about but first I want to read these couple verses so y'all follow along with me two others verse 32 two others were who were criminals were led away to be put to death with him and so they walked the same road most likely being tormented mostly most likely they were naked and they walked up the road completely embarrassed it said and when they came to the place that is called the skull there they crucified him meaning jesus and the criminals one on his right and one on his left And Jesus said, Father, can you imagine this? Can you imagine being there and not understanding and being the ones that wanted to kill him and hearing him say, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And they cast lots. It was like rolling dice and gambling to make fun of him and to see who got the purple garment. Look at me, I'm the king. And they divided it. Excuse me, they cast lots to divide his garments. And the people stood by watching amazed, probably some in horror. But looking at this gruesome death, what must it have been like? But the ruler scoffed at him. Some of y'all walked in here today and you said, I can't believe I came to church because all these religious people make me sick. Can I be honest with you? They make me sick too. We don't like religion in this church. We're not for that. We're for Jesus. You can have your religion. You can take it wherever you want to go. But I'm telling you right now, we do have hypocrites in here and we do have people far from God, but our goal is to make much of Jesus and that's it. We are not making much of ourselves. We're not making much of anything else and we are not those religious leaders, if we can help it, that stand back and say, look how good we are and look how bad they are. Look at what we've done. We've done the right thing. No doubt believing they were just by what they were doing and believing they were doing the right thing with their chests puffed out Watching, But the ruler scoffed at him saying, he saved others. (laughs) Let him save himself. If he is the Christ of God, the chosen one, he will come down, won't he? (laughs) The soldiers also mocked him coming up and offering him sour wine. And saying, if you're the king of the Jews, save yourself. And there was also an inscription right above his head right over him and this is the king of the Jews it read to mock him and to make fun of him and so everything listen everything that happened was not just to torture him and certainly it did you saw the picture that doesn't do it justice the Bible said he was unrecognizable to his own family have you ever seen someone mangled so bad in pictures that you couldn't even tell who they were and they had to take the teeth out at like a crime scene to find out who it was. That, that would have been that day with Jesus. If you didn't know for sure it was him, you couldn't even tell that it was him. He was beaten so badly and naked and shamed and alone. And all of these things happened so that they could make a mockery of a man that said he was the son of God. And So for the next couple minutes, what I want you to do is consider yourself there. And consider yourself on a cross. But ask yourself, which thief am I? Because I am telling you right now, whether you believe me or not, all of us are guilty and all of us are thieves. That doesn't mean you've stolen something maybe ever. But in this place, we can put ourselves there because we're all guilty of sin. And I want you to put yourself there and answer this question, which one am I? Which one am I? Which thief Am I really? So if you have your bulletins, I'd love for you to take notes. It's, it's two simple notes. I'd love for you to take notes and write these down. Which thief am I? And I want you to answer the question. Listen to me carefully before I give you the first point. I do not care what your background is. I don't care who your parents are. I'm grateful if you have awesome parents like me. I'm grateful for that. But my parents' faith or being in a good home doesn't save me. It means Nothing. God is no respecter of person is what scripture says. This is what that means. Black or white, rich or poor. It doesn't matter who you are, where you came from, what you look like. All that matters is do you know him personally and made him Lord? Or are you trying to do good enough things and think because my mama is who he is or she is or whatever. Because they are who they are. I'm okay. Guys, you're not. No one's okay. And we're all that thief. So thief number one, thief number one, if you've never been here, that's stinking incredible because I've been here, thief number one, I deserve life, I deserve life, get me down, I deserve life, get me down, listen to what the verse says, verse 39, one of the criminals, one of the criminals who were hanged railed at him, can y'all, can y'all picture it, he's up there, he's guilty, He's like, dude, you're God. What's wrong with you? No doubt mad. Why would you leave us up here with a with a wave of your hand? You can get us both down and we're free. What is wrong with you? Save yourself and us. Are you not the Christ? Are you not the one that says who you are because you healed people? You walked on water. I was there the day that you. Fed the 5,000. Is that not you? Well, if you can do that, then do this. There's no reason for us to suffer. I can't breathe. Why would you let this happen to me if you're really God? You ever been there? You ever been there? God, why would you let this happen? Why? Why? Look at me. I'm suffering. Why would you let this happen to my mama? If you really loved me. You would not let bad things happen to good people. There's no way. There's no way. How many of y'all tell the truth? I need y'all to be really honest right now. It's very important because I'm going to feel really bad if you're not. How many of y'all ever cheated on a test? Raise raise your hand. Raise your hand. Ever in your life cheated on a test? That's awesome that some of y'all didn't. Because... Y'all probably made good grades too, so I did not either make good grades until college because I realized I was fixing to not have a job. So anyway, um, so I was in the third grade, true story, I was in third grade. I don't think I'd ever cheated before, but I mean, you know, there was no opportune time to cheat, I'm pretty sure. So anyway, I'm sitting at my desk and I'm doing my thing and I realized that so-and-so is sitting beside me, I won't call her name out because she sometime might watch this or something. But She's sitting right here, and I realize that she's smart, and she's got the answers, right? I thought I was borrowing them, right? I mean, is that really that bad? I mean, you know. So I'm just, and all of a sudden I realized that I, all I have to do is turn my head like this, and I got all the answers, and I'm just bubbling them down. I don't have to think about the questions. I'm pretty sure she's going to make 100. And so I don't even have to read them, and I couldn't read well, so that was a blessing, right? So I'm just boom, 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 and I am finishing this thing fast, and it's fantastic. And all of a sudden, I hear, Mr. Pangle. <laughs> and i yes? Are you cheating? No. What you talking about, Miss Hall? Cheating. She's crazy, girl. You know who my dad is. He would kill me if I was cheating. My dad was the principal. I need y'all to know that. It's a very important part of the story. <laughs> so my dad was the principal at Westgate Christian School, and Mark was the third grader filling in the blanks. And all of a sudden, Miss Hall said, Mr. Pangle, will you come in the hall, please? <laughs> yes, ma'am. So I walk out in the hall. And she goes, Mark, I watched you the entire time you were taking that test. Guess where you're going? No! Please don't send me to my dad. Right? Y'all been there? All y'all are lying that didn't get a whooping. If y'all didn't get a whooping, I got yours. So anyway, so like, so I'm, I'm screaming, please don't, please anything but my dad. I'll write on the board a thousand times. I did cheat. I'm sorry. Right? I'm so sorry, please. And so I go in there. And dad's got that look on his face. It's so scary. If you had a big dad, if your dad was small, you're you're blessed because my dad was so big. And he has like forearms that are this big. And I knew the spanking was coming out. If y'all don't, for real. And so I walk in and say, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And y'all know what sorry meant. Please don't spank me. I'll do anything I can to not get a spanking. Right, y'all with me? I don't really feel bad about what I did. I feel bad because you're about to spank my honey, and I don't want that, so don't give me a spanking. Be honest, that's how y'all felt, right? So so I'm in I said, no, please, no, please, no, please. Bam, bam, bam. Like, it was this kind of spanking. My dad had this big belt that hung on the wall. Because did any of y'all grow up in the school that you used to be able to get a spanking? Y'all remember that, right? So, so that's why we need, I'm just... I'm not going to run for school board so I can say this. We need to do that again, whoever's listening to this. Because people are scared to death. Right? And y'all need... Listen, it's okay to weep your kids. Some of y'all's kids need it. But anyway, that was free. That was free. My kid needed it yesterday, but that's, that's a side note. But anyway, so I get a whooping, and it was this kind of whooping. The, the secretaries, this secretaries, oh, my Lord Jesus. And they're checking to see, like they're walking by and making sure. Is Mark still alive? Holy cow, is Mark still alive, right? They're making sure that I'm okay. They're making sure they're looking in. Here's the worst part. When your dad is the principal, guess what he also is? He's your dad. That means we got to go home. So at 10 a.m. we got a whooping. Guess what we got at 5 p.m.? A whooping? I was sorry again, please. I got that whooping at school. I don't want it again, please, please. The truth is, true story by the way, I've been that way most of my life. I'm really sorry when I get caught. I'm really sorry. I promise you if that, if that, if that thief, Jesus would have looked at him and said, are you guilty? Like seriously, are you, are you guilty? Because if you're guilty, you have to have death. Eternal separation from me. You cannot have freedom if you're guilty. Yes, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Not realizing what he had really done. Not realizing what his sin had really caused. He was just sorry that he got caught and he would do anything he had to do to stop his spanking. Just get me down, God, look, I deserve this. So for so many people, this is my genie lamp. For so many people, this is God. God, I'm just going to put you up this week because my life is really good. Everybody's healthy, it's good, everything's great. Oh, snap, forgot, got a big thing at my job. We rub the genie lamp, he comes out. God, I'm going to talk to you just right now, okay? What's up, dude? Hey, I need a hookup. Help me out, right? Help me out. In Jesus' name, amen. Just just bless me, bless me, bless me, bless me. The minute, I need y'all to get this. The minute that something bad happens, you lose your job, you lose your house, Your car breaks down. You cannot afford the gas. Someone gets really sick. We look and go, are you not God? Save us. Bless me. Look, I deserve all the blessings. I'm a good person. I try really hard. I go to church. I do all these things. Why are you not blessing me? Why are you not blessing me? Why are are these bad things happening all over? I cannot tell you how many conversations I have. On Facebook, on the phone, in there, when people come to talk to me, every one of them is, how could a loving God let this happen? That's not the right question. How in the world could a loving God send his son for me? The Bible says that there's nothing good in me, nothing, that my righteousness are filthy rags, meaning menstrual cloths. That is disgusting, but that is what God sees in me and all my goodness. If I stand up here to be good, I'll never be good. If it's what I do that gets me to heaven, I will miss as far as eternity is from here. There's no possible way to be good except when I realize what I really am and who God really is. And at that moment, it changes the game. See, when I was six, when I was six, I said this prayer. I'm not kidding y'all, this is the truth. I said a prayer at at the church service The church I went to was also the school. My uncle was the pastor. My dad was the other staff member. And I saw them take communion and take the bread and the cup. And they said, only Christians can do that. And I was like, I want to do that. That sounds awesome. I want to eat that bread and drink that cup. That sounds fun. Honest to God. In my mind, I wanted to eat that bread. So I did it. And in my whole life, I based my salvation experience on that. Until I was 16, two weeks before my 17th birthday. And God completely broke my heart. Because I realized this. God I'm sorry for the things I did that was bad thanks for getting me out of jail I'm going to do my thing and I'm going to call on you when I need you and, it's, and it's at it's two weeks before my birthday I was like oh my gosh if I was the only one that sinned he would have come and died to pay the price that I could no possible way pay as a man that is not one of God's chosen as a Gentile there's no possible way that I could have any freedom outside of the spotless lamb that came and died to take away the sins of the world. And at the moment that I realized that I'm really bad, but he's really good, and he wants to make, he wants to make me full and complete if I will make him Lord of my life, well, it changes everything. And I laid on my face, and I wept, and I said, God, save me. I've been telling others about you, but I don't even know you. Save me. And that's how the second thief happens. Second thief. Second thief. I deserve to die. I deserve the death that Jesus took for me. God, remember me. I deserve this. Remember me. And this is what the verse says. But the other rebuked him. Is this you? You look at the people that say, Why do bad things happen to good people? And you say, No. Why does anything good happen to any of us? Because we're all bad. It's blessings, everything. Even. Even sufferings that happen, we should consider it joy. Why? Because we have an opportunity to have life. We breathe this morning. I can take this water and drink it. I'm alive. It's all a gift from God. What is wrong with you is what the second thief said, but he's looking at the other thief. And he's like, bro, do you not get it? Do you not fear God since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? You have sinned. You raised your hand and said you cheated on a test, but, but we all did something. Probably today our thought life alone was sinful. And we indeed justly, for we are receiving the due reward for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Awesome, right here. I'm standing here and I deserve it. All of us are on the crosses together. We're on there and we deserve to be there. And he says, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom, no doubt knowing that in minutes he would die and in minutes he would face judgment. Remember me because only you can because I can never be good enough. Because I want you to listen to the words of this song and I want you to consider what he did, the fact that he is risen and that he took death and he, and he got it, he captured it. And it's all true because he truly did rise from the dead and defeat death. But I want you to listen to these words of this song called Mercy Tree. And I want you to honestly, honestly, honestly answer this question. Have you ever made him Lord of your life? Is he truly the Lord over your life? Not did you think a good thought or pray a prayer, but did you make him Lord by surrendering all your heart and life to him and understand truly what he did for you? I love this song and I want you to just watch the words and watch the picture. It's called Mercy Tree.
1: i By the mercy tree, in the sky between two thieves hung the blameless Prince of Peace, bruised and battered, scarred and scored, sacred head pierced by our thorns. Savior chose
0: I've preached this message uh, three times now and <laughs> I cannot get through this part without being moved and this is why um, that's me that's me it's me standing up there and it's me realizing what I've done to Jesus and then what the stripes I was wounded for his for he was wounded for my transgressions and crushed for my iniquities and by his stripes I was healed Everything that happened was so that we could have freedom in Jesus Christ. It is never going to be enough to be good enough. And if you've, if you've come in here today and you've thought, I'm going to go to church, but I'm just going to be the same. Listen, you cannot be the same. We are either free and alive, or the truth is we're dead. The gift we're offering you is paradise. It's like it's too good to be true. It is too good to be true. If it was me giving it to you. Like, I can't afford to send all of you to a tropical place. I can't give you a new car. I wish I could. What I can give you is so much better than silver or gold or all the money in the world. It's what Jesus said right here. After the thief looked at him and said, Lord, remember me. He said, Today, truly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. And paradise is not a golf course or, or a ski slope or Maui. It's so much greater. It's being with the King of Kings and Lord of Lords forever and ever. It's not a get out of jail free card. It's freedom. It's freedom in Jesus. But the only way that that could be possible is if this happened. This is how. This is how. We had to look at Him. And we had to say, Jesus, how could a loving God do this? It's not the right question to say, how could a loving God let bad things happen? No, seriously, how could a loving God send his son to suffer a death that I could not pay? It didn't matter how I died, I couldn't do it. Couldn't ever do good enough things. No, no, why would a loving God really do that? You know why? Because he loves you. And this is the part that's really got me messed up. I look at that, and I say, God, I'll never meet the mark. I know me. I know my heart. I know what I've done. I don't deserve life. I don't deserve it. I don't deserve it. God, there's no way you can save me if you knew what I did in the past. That guy right there that took your punishment, that rose from the dead and killed death that day. He looks down at you right now and this is what he said. Get up my daughter. Get up my son. I've got this. But what about, what about what? I've got it. I defeated it. I rose from the dead. I defeated death. He defeated your death and my death. And there's never going to be enough that I can do. But I'm not emotional because I hope you get saved. I'm emotional because that's what he did for me. Because I know me better than y'all ever will. And I know I deserve to pay that debt. But he paid it for me. And he paid it for you. Friends, this is the offer. It's simple and it's fast. This is the offer. Will you leave here today? and say, I'm gonna go from the guy that's sorry I got caught or the girl that's sorry I got caught to the man or the woman that is free in Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter if you've prayed a prayer. It doesn't matter who you are or where you come from. It matters, are you alive or are you dead? If we are in sin and we've never made him Lord, we're dead. But if we have Jesus, this is why we have hope. He rose from the dead and we we have life. We have life, we have life. This is your offer paradise is there for all of you for all of you but it cannot happen until you make him the Lord you've got to decide right now will I stay in that first seat and be that first thief and only be sorry he got caught and only call on him when I need something or will you say God it's all yours I don't understand why you did this for me but it's all yours I give you my everything forgive me of my sins come in my life and save me it is not about praying a magical prayer it is truly about doing that. Romans chapter 10, verse 13. Whoever, if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, you are my Lord. And believe in a heart that God raised from the dead, you will be saved. That is how salvation comes. And so in just a second, I'm gonna ask you to bow your heads. And guys, six in the last service, I believe people all over the room are gonna do this. Don't you worry about one other person if you don't know Jesus. Don't you worry about what you're cooking for supper. Don't you worry about what the person next to you is thinking. This is your opportunity for Freedom. Right now. Right now. I want you, when we count to three, when we bow our heads, I want you to raise your hand like you're trying to touch the ceiling. If you don't know Jesus, and I want you to say, that is me, I need that. I need Jesus. I need Jesus. Pastor Mark, it's me. Will you bow your heads with me? Right now. Right now is your time. Right now is your time. Don't let anything hold you back. Don't let anything hold you back. On the count of three, I want you to raise your hand. One, two, three, raise your hand. If that's you and you need Jesus, thank you. Raise it up. Raise it up higher, who else? Raise it high, who else? Who else? Raise it high. Keep it up, keep it up, keep it up. Hands all over the room. Hands all over the room. Listen, there's still time for you. There's been four people raised their hand. Is that you? Do you need Jesus right now? Who else? Raise your hand high if that's you. Raise it high. Here's what we want y'all to do. If you just got a, if you just got a card, we'd like for you to fill that out and take it back to our guest services either during the last song or as you're leaving, please fill that out. We have baptism next week. We would absolutely love to baptize you so you can take your next step in your faith. God, we are so grateful for an amazing Easter weekend. Twelve people gave their lives to you. Oh my goodness, we are so excited. God, the reason I'm most excited is not because of a number of people, though. And every number matters so much because you because you love all of us. But God, the reason I'm so excited is because you defeated death and you love us. You don't hold my sins against me. You look at me and say you're free. And for every one of us, you look at us and say, that's my son. That's my daughter. I love him. I love her. They are free. God, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for loving us. Thank you that this is love, not that we loved you, but that you loved us and sent Jesus to pay that awful death so that we could have life and be free. God, we love you. And we worship you. We are so excited in Jesus' name. Amen. Will y'all stand with me? I got two things to tell you. And then, and then we're going to leave. First thing, we have this unbelievable gift for you guys as you leave. And I'm telling you, I am so excited. It has go, amazing. There's, uh, this is amazing grace, always Jesus paid it all, at your name, lead me to the cross, oceans, white flag. And then I was mad because the first one didn't have greater on it. And so they tricked me and they put bonus track and it was a surprise to me and I did a cartwheel. I'm telling y'all, they, this is a live track that they recorded off of our soundboard. They did a lot of work. Austin did so much. This is amazing. All of you get this gift as you leave today. And as you get it, as you're listening to it, remember to come back next week for the night of worship because it is going to be stinking amazing. I mean, it is going to be unbelievable. So next Sunday evening, please come back for our night of worship. And here's the last thing. I'm really excited about this. I feel like a lot of us in the room, feel like we've done bad things. Can God really use me? I gossip. I really want to change Mark. I really want to change, but I feel like God can't hear me. I want to change the world. Guys, that's what our goal is. We are four points. Every person you saw volunteering, this awesome band, the people back in the back, guest services, everybody. We are are four points. And we are going to change this community with the gospel. It is not about a man or even a few people. It is about an us. We want you to be part of us. And come back next week and see what God is going to do in your lives. And this is the sermon series we're going to start. us on 1 John. And I'm really excited about this because I believe God wants to break you from the bad in your life and, and take you to the light. I think he wants us to live in the light and live in the freedom. And so the sermon series is called Breaking Bad. Watch this.